Welp, it's Wake Up With KC, and today I want to talk about, you know, what and how does, you know, TV, movies, music, even video games, how it can be harmful to our minds and affect, you know, our concept of who we are and, you know, our world that we live in today. And please welcome John Anthony. John, welcome to the to the show. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, I love that you're you're a an actor, a director, and a writer, and you have a few projects that are are going, um, you know, developing and being created and whatnot, and in the works. When did you find your passion for one to do this? Um, probably, well, I think, you know, I, I've always kind of had it, but I mean, I think when I was a little kid where it really kind of hit me, um, I remember as a kid when I was, God, way, way young. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm 58 now. So, um, when I first saw my the first movie that I ever just fell in love with was the original Rocky. Um, mm. and to this day, it's my favorite movie. Um. You know, I have I have friends and stuff that'll argue that the other ones are better, but to me, it's just the greatest film. Um, and you know, after watching that, I mean, I remember coming home, putting on boxing gloves, and wanting to fight my dad because I wanted to be Rocky. And ever since then, it was just you know, it it, it was always kind of there. And then probably about um, eight eight years ago, because I actually got into the writing and actually the acting aspect of it. Um, but I did some. I actually to go back a little bit further, I did some. Um, I was in an improv comedy group in, in Dallas called Comedy Sports, and it's a local chapter. They have, you know, franchises throughout the United States. And I did that for about three and a half years and loved it. And then um, got married and uh, my wife, who is um, my biggest supporter. Um, I also teach school during the day. And when I had my summers off, um, this is about eight years ago, um, I went to her and just, you know, got up and said, hey, let's go. Let's go check out a movie. You know, we'll go to the early matinee, save some money. We'll be home by two. We can do whatever we want. And since she works from home, she looked at me and just said, I'm working. You need to find something you need to do. <laughs> you know, kind of like you need to find find something that you can do during the summer. And she's like, you always talked about taking an acting class. Why don't you? So I, I took a couple acting classes and really, really, really liked it. I was with this um, one teacher for a couple of years. And then I had a friend of mine who... Um, reached out to me and said, Hey, I just took this class, another class in Dallas, you need to take it. And I went and took it and just, um, was just blown away, um, by, by the instructor, by the name of Glenn Morshower, who's actually an acting worker. Um, he's got been in over like 200 films. He's been on the resident Ozarks. He's the general in every transformer movie. He was in 24. Um, just a phenomenal person and just a, just an outstanding teacher. And he actually kind of gave me, kind of got me kickstarted into writing. And then from writing my own scripts for class, um, developing, you know, then realizing, hey, I could take these and, and turn these into films. And um, since then, um, 15, 16 film, short films later, two and a half, well, two full screenplays later and two more screenplays in the works. This, you know, here I am. Wow. And, you know, I, I, there's movies that I grew up, you know, just loving, you know, one of the ones that just resonate with me the most is Dirty Dancing. Mm -hmm. You know, Patrick Swayze and, you know, Jennifer Grey. 
because I love dancing. So I just, you know, relate to movies that have the same kind of things that I like. Right. So I'd rather yeah. watch that. But I also, you know, being, I guess, intuitive and and aligning to the, my spiritual kind of aspect of my who I am, I see things and I'm like, wait a minute, you know, there's... You see them like growing up, but then all of a sudden you see them in, in our physical reality. It's like almost these people that have the gifts, like being a writer, they have this vision, then they write it out, then it becomes a movie. And it's like, this is how we manifest reality in a way. Would you agree? Um. Yeah, I'd say yes and no. I think, though, I mean, you know, it, I think a lot depends on what the story is, you know, um, like this, this film that I'm working on, we're starting to shoot um, next Sunday. You know, um, I had talked to people and, you know, someone had asked me, you know, why, why are you, um, why are you making a film about this? I'm like, why not? You know, I mean, because it's a love story. And I'm like, you know, every, everyone should have the ability to fall in love, you know. Um, doesn't matter, you know, who you are. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that, I think there's, there's two sides to everything. I think that, I think a lot of it has to be based on the content of what the story tells, you know, mm -hmm. a lot, like a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that I do um, with the exception of, you know, a few of the mob movies that I've done um, because I was a big Sopranos fan and loved David Chase and, you know, big Al Pacino and De Niro fan, you know, Casino, Goodfellas, um, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, my, 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 they're not based on any factual things, but because they are stories that I've written, but it's stuff I think people can relate to. Um, you know, so it's kind of, um, I, th I think a lot, you know, I think you bring up a really good point, but at the same time, I think there's, it really kind of depends on what the story is and how, and what, what it, what it entails. Okay. So, and I, I love history and documentaries and i've you know between the black sales then all the war movies that you know that are documentaries some of them are doc documentaries and then some of them got that hollywood kind of they got to put their hollywood mm -hmm. kind of aspect to yeah. it sure but discerning you know and then doing research you know because some of them do give you insight of this has happened. This is who this person was. And you can go find it. Yeah. And then you find out more than what is in the, what you see in the, the movies. But I also see like history repeating itself from the, the energetic emotional traumas and like that negative energy of the, the hatred and the violence and, and whatnot. That's where I think it affects us and we stay connected to the past and that energy. Would that be said, it, like, do you, do you, can you understand where I'm, where I'm going? Oh, with? No, yeah, no, I, you know, I, I totally understand. And that, and that's one of the things too, like, um, you know, in all my films um, that I've done, a lot of the stuff is implied, you know, I don't show, you know, I don't show any blood in any of my films, like any of my mobster crime films that I did. There was never any blood shown 
I mean, everything was implied. So, because I think, I think when you give the audience the ability to imply things, they can kind of create for themselves what really happened. And for me as a writer, that's kind of what I like. Cause it's just like, I, I did a dark comedy that I wrote and you know, people are sitting there watching and I'm sitting there watching and watching and they're like, Oh, I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. And, you know, as, as, as they continue to kind of, you know, think what's going on, I'm sitting back going, you guys have no idea what's going to happen because you're, because what you're doing is, is all of a sudden you're making the assumption that you know what this whole story is about. And then when they finally get it at the very end, they're like, I never saw that coming. Oh my God. I never even saw that coming. I never would have thought that. So, um, you know, I, I think a lot of it, I mean, it, it, it's, again, I think it goes back to how things are implied. You know, I do agree with you from the standpoint is you'll see movies and, you know, they'll show a character. And if it's, you know, if it's a documentary or what, or if it's based off a document, you know, I think a lot of times they don't have the whole, not, not the whole, well, they don't have all the time to explain who this person really, really was. But like you said, you can go back and find out, Hey, you know what? This person was, an outstanding family man, you know, and they never brought that into the aspect of the film or his character, or, you know, this person was, you know, a, a horrific person and just, you know, and you only saw certain sides of it. So I think that gives the audience, you know, the ability if they want to, to go back and, and, and even do more research. But then it goes back to the same thing you said, you know, sometimes when, you know, certain films are, and I call them kind of like Hollywood eyes, where it's just like, they change things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or they t- or they take things out. You're not getting the real, the real uh, aspect of everything that really took place. Because you can walk up, oh man, that you know, and that that's even like in history. You go, oh, that person's a you know, he was you know a, an outstanding, you know, an outstanding general or an outstanding person in, in, in our government. And then you find out later, well, you know what, this person was, you know, he had all these issues. But you, but they're, but you know, either kids aren't learning about that, or you know, you've got to go back on your own and find that stuff. So then it gives you a different perception of what that person really was. You know, maybe they had, a, maybe they showed a good side, but you don't know what went, when, what went on behind closed doors. And that's a thing, you know, a lot of things, a lot of times I think people miss. It's just like, um, you know, even, even, even being, being a teacher in my job, in my day job, it's just like, I have friends like, do you have any bad kids? I said, I don't have any bad kids. My, my kids are all great. I said, they have bad days just like us because you don't know, you don't know what goes on. Once they leave school, you don't know what their home life is like. You don't know, you know, if, if mom and dad are in the picture, or if, you know, you know, and all that stuff. So it's just like, you know, um, and, and a good friend of mine, he's like, oh, come on, you got to have bad kids. I said, I, I don't have bad kids. I said, everyone has bad days. I said, it's just like you go to work to go, man, he's, he's a horrible worker. No, you know what? He's having a bad day. You don't, cause you don't know all what's, what's, what's going on around them. You know, maybe mm-hmm. there is something that happened in their family, or maybe, you know, they're having personal issues or, you know, other things. Um, but the only way you're ever going to find stuff like that out is if you communicate or like, you know, like you said, if you're, you know, if you like this story and you like this character and you go back and you do research on it and then all of a sudden you find out that, oh my gosh, this person was really not who they portrayed in the movie. You know, it, it kind of gives you a whole nother picture of who this person was or who this character was. Yeah. And I find out in a lot, some of the documentaries that I've been, you know, looking at and studying and doing research because I'm such a visual person and I just like put myself back in those times. I'm like, wow, Mm -hmm. like we have evolved some, but not where we I'd like to be. Um, But then there's 
you know, I look at emotional energetic traumas as well in movies. And based on the writer's perspective of what he's writing, it's like reliving the past and put it in, in a, on, on the screen. And that with the negativity, you see it in the news. Mm -hmm. Well, you, you, look, you look at today's news now. I mean, wh when do you ever turn on the news and go, oh, this was good? The only time they ever say something good is when they're ending their story, you know, mm -hmm. at the very end of the show. You know, I mean, to, I mean, our news now is it's just, you know, it, it's so depressing all the time because there's so much, so much negativity that's going on. And then it's just like, I mean, I was, I was, it was funny because I was at my folks house a couple months ago and my mom had the news on. And I go, mom, why do you watch this stuff? And she's like, well, I need to find out what's going on. I said, I get that. And then even she said, she's like, gosh, because everything is just bad. It's just negative. There's nothing positive. And at the very end, you know, they, they showed something where you know, a, a dog was rescued or something. And, and, you know, then it's like, thank you. That's our news for tonight. Good night. You know, and it's just like, there's, you know, the, I'm sure there's plenty other really great things out there that we could share, but it's, it, it's tough. I mean, you know, especially today in our society with everything that we've gone through the past several years, you know, from COVID and everything else and people losing their jobs and, and, and um, everything and, you know, businesses shutting down and, and everything. It's just, it's, it's been a, it's been a really, really, um, really really tough you know tough few years and it's you know it, it's you know um you know we're on the on the on the mend of trying to get back to where we were but it, you know like everything it's going to take time well i don't think we're going to go back to where we were we have to adjust to a new way of doing things and to me it's like why not because the old way wasn't working correct yeah exactly exactly you know the system's broken we're in the process of transitioning to a new and better way of living so you know, we can thrive and do better, be better. And why not? You know, yeah. and sometimes there has to be chaos to awaken that, hey, <laughs> you guys are, you know, excuse my French, but you guys are fucking up. We need to do this so you can reset. Yeah. Just set yourself up for a, a comeback that's better for not just individually, but, you know, community wise and, mm -hmm. and, and unity. So, but the, you know, the, like, I'm, I used to watch some mafia kind of stuff. And that was like, that made me think I will not ever marry someone that's Italian because that mind set your mindset was that italians are going to be mafia people yeah or they were or they were going to be negative people yeah so i see how movies can create a, a a belief system and then you look at horror films you know put fear in you and i don't know if anybody realizes that when you do that to your body it change, changes the biochemistry in your body and then it puts another program to be in constant fear i mean i, I mean I, I get what you're saying but i think i think what's happening is 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 there's you know because there's a stereotype you know um but 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 you can't you can't put people that you don't know into that i mean you can't put people in that know that you that you that you don't know into a stereotype i mean i, I i'm you know 
I have friends who are Italian. I don't even think of them as, you know, you know, oh, well, maybe, you know, they're going to be bad people because, you know, mob guys. But, you know, you like there's Irish mob. There, there are so many different types of mobs. Um, so, uh, you know, I think I think, you know, it's, it's even, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because it's even like when you as an actor and you go for an audition, a lot of times people will stereotype based on the way you look. My first acting coach, the first thing she said to me was, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. You're only, you're, you are only going to get two roles. That's the only roles you'll ever play. And I'm like, well, gee, this isn't very productive for me. If this is what you're telling me right off the bat, she goes, she goes, you'll, you'll get a detective and you'll get a bouncer or a biker. That's it. And I'm like, wow. And I, you know, in my whole thing for that, for that time I was there, I was like, you know what, I'm going to prove you wrong and show you that I could play other roles. So I did ask her one time, I said, well, let me just ask you this then. I said, can I, what about like a, uh, a coach or a teacher? And she's like, no, you can never play that. And I go, really? I said, um, cause that's what I do for a living. I said, I think I could probably play a coach or a teacher, but you know, again, it's, it's the stereotype. It's just, you know, it's just like you walk into a room and it's just like, well, no, this is, you know, based on what you look like, you don't even know what I'm offering. You haven't even heard me say a line. But so when you take that stereotype, it kind of it, it 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 doesn't work out for anybody because you're you're making the assumption of of you know hey this person's this way or this person's that way you know it's just like you know you, you I mean you know you talk about um, you know like a horror movie and the things that so like if you were if you went down to the grocery store and there was a very handsome man as a butcher and ask you out, are you going to say no? Because you know what, there's, there's horror movies about butchers and I don't want to, <laughs> you know what, you're, you're nice looking, but I'm going to, you know, I've seen too many horror movies. I know what butchers are like. You're like, no, you can't do that. You know, it's just so, it's just like, you, you gotta, you have to keep that door open and it's just, um, you know, and, but I, but I do understand what, 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 what you're talking about. Um, you know, cause it's just, I mean, but, but that's what, you know, that's, that's what a lot of people, you know, uh, there are a lot of people that that do that and you know it's just they they base it off of one certain thing and it's you know i mean that's that's not who i am that's not that's who i've never been but um you know it's just like but 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 i do understand what you're saying but you like i said you might be going to the grocery store tomorrow and say hey you know what i'm gonna get some some chicken breast and a ham or whatever and or some cheese and that butcher looks at you and goes hey Maybe I could uh, take you to dinner. Don't, you know, <laughs> nope, you're a butcher. I've watched too many horror movies. I can't go out with you. He's like, what did I do wrong? Nothing, you, you know? <laughs> well, my question is, what is a good looking, hot, sexy man being a butcher? <laughs> like what? <laughs> well, but here's the thing. Maybe that's, that. maybe that's what's what he enjoys. I mean, you know, that's the other thing too. It's just like, you know, it's just like, you know, everybody thinks, you know, oh, well, you know, like I have, I have a good friend of mine. He's, he's a phenomenal actor, but he's very difficult on himself because, he's, you know, he just he beats himself up after an audition. And, you know, like he, he does great. But, you know, I always tell him, I said, it's when you go to audition, what you got to remember is, is, is you go and you do your job and then you leave. You know, whether you can't walk out saying, oh, I did bad because I didn't get the role because it's not yours to decide it's those casting directors that are sitting right there, whether it be one or two who are going to go, you know what? I love the way he read, but you know what? He's just not the look we're looking for. And that, and that's what it comes down to. I even, you know, I had met with my agent a couple months ago, actually like, more of like right before COVID started. So a couple, you know, a couple years ago and I talked to her cause you know, as you get older, there's not a lot of roles being, you know, Hey, we need a 58 year old guy or a 55 year old guy, whatever. 
And I just, you know, I told her, I said, I'm not going to rest on anyone's laurels to find me, you know, to find me an acting gig. If I'm not find it, if I'm not getting anything, I'm going to continue to write my movies, produce my movies, direct movies, give myself a role in one of my films. So I'm staying on top of my, you know, top on top of the craft and, you know, surround myself with good people and just keep doing what I'm doing because it is, it's, it's, you know, so much of it is based off of the look. And, um, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, how many times have you ever watched a movie and go, Oh my gosh, the acting is terrible. Yeah. But you know what? The person's really attractive. doesn't make a difference. You know, if, if, if the acting's bad or the dialogue's bad, it just, you know, that that's what they remember about the movie. Um, mm -hmm. so it's, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, I, I think, I think you, I think you need to, um, you know, from my perspective, I always have an open mind on things. You know, I, I always look at things as a positive, um, you know, same thing, you know, with working with actors, you know, I mean, you know, you want to sound, surround yourself with, with actors that want to work and that are passionate. And, you know, um, that was one of the great things in my class is that, you know, everybody in our acting class is there to help each other. It's like, we're a big family, you know, and it's just like, there's no egos. There's no, no, I can, or, Hey, I need a trailer. This is a short film for like seven minutes. What do you mean you need a trailer? You know, I mean, there's, there's none of that. And everybody just, you know, wants to see everybody else succeed and, and everybody else do well, which is, which is, you know, a great thing. And that's one of the great things that Glenn taught us. Well, you know, again, with movies, you know, there's like the perfect example, you know, I, there's positive energy and negative energy. Mm -hmm. It comes through, through TV, of course, which we spoke earlier about the news. Then, you know, there's music. And then the movies. So what you're hearing and what you're seeing can affect your, your mindset and even your mood. Mm -hmm. So my question is, is, okay, I know that to understand history, you got to portray, you know, war is a perfect example. And some of them is so like visualizing and, and, and the the makeup effects and how they set everything up to make it so realistic these days is truly amazing to me however it's that energy you know that i feel like keeps us you know like prisoners in a way and then where's the positivity at you know well, I how can you change a negative into a positive even with writing acting and being in the movies even in music and we definitely have to change the way the news is that's a no-brainer yeah well i i think you know i think a lot of it goes back to the stories that are being told you know it's just like you know with my short films and even my my feature films you know um like the first feature i wrote walter the one that i'm pitching now to production companies it's a family film. And if you look at today's genre, there's not a lot of family films out there. You know, it, it's, you've got drama, you've got comedy, you've got, you know, horror movies, which you're always going to have, because that's, that's what people want to go see. But to have a, a film where, excuse me, you can take your seven-year-old, your 10-year-old, your 18-year-old, your grandmother, your grandfather, and you're going to walk out of that film thinking, man, that was, that was a good movie. Or, you know, you feel something that they can relate to. Um, so again, I think, you know, I think it goes back to all the story and the way the story is told, you know, of course, you know, in war, you know, you look at war movies, of course, there's always going to be sadness because of, you know, the deaths and so forth. 
Um, but there are there are tremendous outstanding war movies out there that just you know it just um, you know one that comes to mind is I don't know if you ever saw the movie 1917 that was a couple years ago phenomenal it was just I mean it was I was I was blown away my wife and I saw it at the theater and I was just like you know the minute I came home I went and I and I got on you know iTunes and I got the soundtrack because I was just I you know I was just blown away by it I thought the way it was shot I thought the story that it was told I thought it was phenomenal um you know but again it it all comes down to um to the story itself and and how the story is being told is it is it being told in a truthful way if it's about you know if, if it's more fiction or is it or if it's non-fiction and it is it, you know how's it being told is it going to be told in a positive way is it going to be told in a negative way because there's movies where i've walked out and you know going to a movie and walk out and go man i wish i could get two and a half hours of my life back you know, because that was like beyond depressing, you know, um, or, you know, wow, that thing just was just like kind of, I didn't see that coming. But then there's other movies where I walk out and I'm like going, you know, I was blown away um, where it's just like this, this was just an outstanding film. I mean, I walked out of there and my wife and I was just like blown away how, just how it was shot and the dialogue and how the story was told. And, and, um, you know, I, I think it, I think it really kind of, you know, it all really goes down to to the writing and, and how it's how it's being portrayed and and how how the story is being told wow i like that concept and then if you know to me i look at if i'm going i haven't been to a movie in a while honestly but um i did go to go see dune I thought that was like, I was connecting the dots and granted people that write the books are so detailed, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you watch the movie and you know, there's things that they left out. Of course. So, but now I, I, when I watch a movie, like I knew watching Dune, I was like, oh, there's going to be another part. I could just tell by the ending. Like it's now, not, yeah, did you get afraid to go to the desert because you're watching Dune, or were you okay? I've never been to the desert, so I couldn't tell <laughs> <Same>. you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just wanted to make but sure, it, you know. It, I was like, you know. But it, I understand, and what I took away with it is the spirituality and mm-hmm. the almost like the galactic aspect of mm-hmm. you know the extraterrestrials and you know that kind of thing the futuristic and and whatnot so i was connecting the dots i'm like wait there's something to this i can't quite get it yet but it will come to me sure and yeah and and you bring up a great point because it's like everyone who goes in and watches that movie not every person is going to come out thinking the same thing everyone's going to look at things differently you know Mm -hmm. you may have some friends that look at it the same way but you may look at it you know completely different and go what man and then then you sit down and you talk to someone you talk to your friend um and you're just like man i didn't even i didn't even get that what you're the way you're thinking of it i totally get that now or you know you explain to them how you're looking at it and go oh my god i didn't even i didn't even think of that but i see where you're coming from because everyone everybody's different everyone has a different perspective of how things are done you know you and i could go right now and go see a movie and go see batman and we walk out and i go what do you think yeah you know what i just thought it was just really dark and not very good oh my gosh i thought it was fantastic you know and and it's all you know 
everyone everyone's opinion and how how they look at certain things. Well, here's the thing. I'm glad you brought Batman on up. But then it's like, how many times do we have to see a Batman? We've already saw one. It's like you're reliving it. Are you guys getting just out of ideas? Why choose Batman? Why not create a new hero? You That's, know, it's, how many times have we seen Batman? Who was the first one? Then there was another one. And then now you got, what's his name? Edwards from Twilight being Batman. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing that is, is, is a lot of times too, those are their money makers. You know, people want to go see it. You know, if, if it's making money for a production company, making money for Hollywood, I mean, sure. I mean, you know, you go back and even, I mean, you even look at, you know, on, on, on a, on another like like the Sharknado films. You watch the first one and go, oh my gosh, this is like the goofiest thing I've ever saw. They made four of them and people loved them because it was a parody. And, you know, if, if something works, they're going to go, hey, you know, um, we were, we were actually just having that conversation the other day. Um uh about batman and uh some of my my colleagues were there we talked about you know who do you who do you think the best batman was you know was it christian bale was it you know val kilmer was it michael keaton was it you know is it you know the um the uh is, um i can't even think of his name now the guy from twilight who's in it now um ever yeah and um and i said you know, i said it, it it's everybody's preference you know um, but you know, cause like when I was a kid growing up, Batman was not the way Batman is portrayed now. I mean, Batman and Robin were together and it was, you know, um, more, more comedy, more, very, very much so come a more, um, comic bookish, you know, the show that they had on there. But, um, but you know, that the characters were still scary. I mean, the Riddler and the Joker and, and, you know, Penguin, they were, you know, as a little kid, you're watching that, you know, you're still scared of them, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't. You know how when Michael Keaton came out and did Batman and Val Kilmer, and you know how, how much it's changed, even just like the character itself. Um, but again, you know it, that's stuff what people want to see, and you know that's you know that's that's how Hollywood you know wrote it, and um, you know and, and put it out, and, and you know, um, not not every movie is going to turn out to be as as big as they expect. Then you have some that are, you know, they call them sleepers, where it's just like all of a sudden, you know, it's a small low budget film and it just you know it just goes to the box office and what you know the word is is this is that you know this movie is something and then all of a sudden you know something that may have cost like you know 30 million dollars to make is all of a sudden already gross you know 90 million dollars and it's just like oh my gosh you've got to see this you know and it's an independent film you know because i mean there's there's tons of movies that you know, have, have huge budgets and, and sometimes don't even, you know, recoup that, you know, recoup because, you know, they lost money at the box office. So, um, again, it's a lot of it, I think, it, you know, it goes down to what the audience wants to see. Um, you know, and like right now you look at, you know, the, all the superheroes, the villains, you know, the, um, uh, you know, stuff like that. Those are always going to sell because people want to see that. And there's such, there's such a big following for that. Well, I don't know about like Friday the 13th and, you know, what's his name? Uh, that to me is like, come on, guys, this enough already. <laughs> like, yeah, well, when, when he's in space, yeah, you kind of wonder, how did he get on a spaceship or whatever it was? You know, again, but you go back to like the very first original one, which was, you know, I think it was like early 80s, maybe. I mean, when that first came out, I mean, I remember going to the movie 
I was in high school and I saw it and I saw that. And it was like with that. And I think it was like my bloody Valentine. And they're like a double feature at the theater. And we saw them and it was just like, it scared the bejeepers out of you. I mean, you know, but then all of a sudden, even like the second one, but then when you get to like, you know, Friday the 13th, number 43, you know, Jason playing basketball or whatever, you know, it's just, you get to the point like, you know, you don't, but, but the fact that, you know, people will still watch it. There's still a market for it. That, that just says, to me, that just says a lot about, you know, why most beings, I'm going to say human beings, are stuck. And then they're bitching and complaining about their life. I'm like, well, William, what are you paying attention to? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, but I, you think, no. and my thing is, is why should I pay money to somebody that's not going to educate me or help me be the best version of me in order to help mankind and help our planet Earth. That's where I'm at now. No, and I, and I, you know, I totally get that. But at the same, you know, at the same time, it's, 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 you choose to go see what movies you want to see. I mean, there's mm -hmm. movies that, I mean, it's like, I'm not going to go see that. I don't, I don't have any interest in that. That, you know, that, that, you know, if you want to go watch it, that's fine. That's, you know, those are the things you like, that's fine. Um, you know, but like for me, I mean, I, I know the type of genres that I like and those are the ones that I stick to. Um, and then, you know, being an independent filmmaker, I love to watch people's independent, independent films. Cause you know, it's always, you know, there's, there's always a different take and, um, take on it and, and the stories are different. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, you you get to pick and choose what you want to see and when you want you know if if this if this relates to you and i mean there's times like that you know i have friends on Netflix. oh you gotta watch this show and i watch these this thing is phenomenal and i turn it on i'm like 20 minutes in and i turn it off i go no not for me and he said, did you watch it i go yeah i said i couldn't get through the first 20 minutes what what's wrong with you i said nothing's wrong with me this is just it doesn't do anything for me you know it's not it's not I'm, i don't get it you know and it's just like no you need you need it you know and and it's just like, you know, well, you get, you got to get past it. You got to get the past the first, you know, the first hour I go, I can't get past the first, I couldn't get past the first 20 minutes. I can't make it another 40 minutes, you know? So, um, but you know, you know, that again, it all comes down to, um, you know, what, you know, who you are and what you like and, and you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be influenced by a film. You know, it's just like, you know, sometimes we all get, you know, we all get in that trap where it's just like, you know, everybody's ranting and raving about a film. And even though it may not be the genre that I like, I'll go and watch it to see what it is. And it's just like, in the, then, you know, you walk out and go, I don't know what all the fuss is about this film. Or or you walk out going, oh, my gosh, this thing is just, this that thing was amazing, you know. Um, but, you know, but, but then a lot of times, too, people will follow their actors that they like. You know, I mean, you put something in with Denzel Washington, I'm watching it. I don't care what it is, I'm watching it. He, you know. Morgan Freeman, I'm watching it. You know, um, love those guys. You know, two of my favorite. I love Morgan Freeman. You know? I had him as my GPS on Wave. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like, you know, I would just purposely drive just to hear him talk to Here's me. What, yeah, so it's just, head. you know, it's, you know, it, it's funny, you know, because you talk about, because when I, when I wrote my first screenplay, which is Walter, the one I'm pitching now at a production, you know, production companies, um, when I wrote it, um, and it's a story about a young boy who befriends an elderly man. The only person I told myself, even, I mean, I had his picture right next to my, my, 
my computer when I was typing because, you know, yes, there's phenomenal actors out there, and, but the only person I, I and in my, in my perfect world who I would want to play, Walter, is Morgan Freeman. I'm like, you know what? If a movie, if a production company said, hey, you know, we, we like your script, we're going to make it. Do you have anything? Yes. Before I sign off on it, you have to promise that Morgan Freeman plays Walter. That's it. You know, Morgan Freeman plays Walter. And I don't know if you know who Ed Burns is. Ed Burns is one of my, another one of my favorite actors. He's a great writer, great, great director. He was in the Brothers McMullen and um, Saving Private Ryan. Just, just phenomenal guy. And when, I, you know, when I'm going through this stuff, my wife comes in. She's, why do you have these pictures? I said, these are the, these are the actors I want to play these roles. And I said, you know, Ed Burns, I want him to play this, the father. I need to have Morgan Freeman play this role because it won't work. Now, would it work? Sure, it will work, you know, if there was somebody else. I mean, because it's a story. But to make it work the way I want it to work, I got to have Morgan Freeman. I got to have Ed Burns, you know. And that that's just me as a writer and a director. And it's, you know, as a film filmmaker, just like you you have these certain, you know, these these visions. And it's just like, um, yeah, I mean, throw, throw me Denzel Washington in there. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm like the best, the absolute <laughs> best. Wow. So who is, oh, okay. You, you just shared your actors, but what about actresses? Oh, well, I have, I, I have several, but, um, Helen Mirren is one of my all time favorites. I think she is. I mean, she's just outstanding. She's, she's, she's beautiful. She's an incredible, uh, actress. Um, I just, you know, and I, she, it's funny cause my wife knows how much I love Helen Mirren and there's a, there's a character in this film, Walter, she's a next door neighbor. And I, I told my wife, I said, I need to have Helen Mirren play that role. And she's like, why Helen Mirren? Why can't you just get some other actress? I said, cause it has to be Helen Mirren. And she goes, Oh, you just want to be on the set with Helen Mirren and Morgan Freeman. I go, who wouldn't want to be on the set with Helen Mirren and Morgan Freeman? I said, are you kidding me? That would be a dream come true. But um, Helen Mirren, definitely. Um, Julia Roberts, of course. Um, uh, even though she hasn't done anything lately, Natalie Portman. Um, big fan of Natalie Portman. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, you know, I mean, I love Sandra Bullock. I love Reese Witherspoon. Um, there, there's so many. That's the thing. I mean, there's so many great actors and actresses out there. You know, we all have our favorites. But, um, yeah, I mean, if, you know, if, if, if they said, who could you invite to dinner, if you can, you know, um, if you can invite four people to dinner, you know, one would be my grandfather who passed away, you know, in the nineties and, you know, I miss him every single day. And I would have Morgan Freeman, Denzel Washington and Helen Mirren. And, um, my wife was like, well, would you not want me? I said, well, no, I could come home and tell you how the dinner went. I want to have those. <laughs> I want to have those for those 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 at those at my table with me. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, you know, and, and that's the thing. There there are so many great actors and actresses, and there's a lot of them that are out there that you know that they're just waiting for their break. You know, they're 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 waiting for that opportunity. Um, you know, and it's just like um, it's one of the great things my acting coach. Uh, Glenn Morshaw told us is that, you know, what you need to understand in acting is it's not, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon mm -hmm. because, you know, you, you know, I've, I've had friends who've gone out to LA 
you know, me being here in Dallas, have gone out to LA and they're there three, four months and they come right back to go, oh, I couldn't find anything. You know, it's very, very expensive. You know, it's tough. And, and, and then I have friends who've gone out to LA that are still grinding. Um, and I give them all the credit in the world and they're still chugging away at it and going, you know, going out there to, to, um, fulfill their, their passion and their dream. Um, and, and that's one of the things, you know, that I'm trying to do the same. I'm just, I'm just staying focused in Dallas, you know, cause Dallas has a really good market for films and television. You mm-hmm. know, you, you have, you have your LA's, you have your Atlanta's, you know, your Chicago, your New York's. Um, but you know, Dallas, Dallas, Dallas is, Dallas does very, very well. Um, Austin's very, very big, you know, from a commercial world and even TV shows. So um, you don't necessarily have to pack up, excuse me, pack up and move to LA to become an actor. You know, I have, I've, I've had several friends that have gone who, who went out to Atlanta and, you know, have done very, very well. Um, so, you know, again, it, it's about being patient and it's about, you know, following your passion, following your dream. Um, and that, you know, that, that's what I plan to do. Well, I'm, I'm so happy for you. And, you know, I appreciate what you're doing, you know, putting more of a positive twist, even in writing your, your stories. And I like that aspect of implying what might happen. Yeah, because it gives it, it gives it gives you the audience to think, you know, like one of the mob films that I did, it's called A Family Matter. And at the end, there's there's an altercation between two. And right when you see it, it, we go to black and you hear you hear, you know, like a gunshot. And he's like, going, OK, well, wait a minute. Did did that guy shoot him or did he shoot him? You, I mean, no one's ever going to know because it, it's just implied that. Wait a minute. You know, most, oh, well, I know what happened. Well, do you know what happened? No, you don't. So you leave that as an implied and it's just like, you know, gives the audience more time to think because then, you know, I'm actually taking that movie, uh, Family Matter, turning it into a full length feature. So now it gives me the ability to to say, hey, how do I really want to end this? You know, no one ever really saw it. But, you know, and again, you know, a lot of stuff that I'll do will be implied. You don't you know, it's just you don't need to show certain things to imply things. You know, you don't have to have, you know certain things in a movie just for like shock value i mean why you know let the audience audience, yeah exactly you know it's just it's you know it's just like um i lost my train of thought but yeah you you don't have to put things in there just so people go oh oh that's gross or oh what you know oh for shock value because i i I sometimes think it almost cheapens the film when, Mm -hmm. when you're giving you give too much away and it's just like, wait a minute, you're not even giving the audience a chance to think, let them think about what happened. Let it resonate with them. You know, Hey, all right, well, wait a minute. It was it the pizza guy or was it the guy at the door? You know, what happened? Well, you're never going to know because it was never shown. So it seems like a cliffhanger to me. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Cause it's like, I mean, you, you never want to like when I write, I, I don't ever want to have it where it's just like, oh, I know what happened. Then they live happily ever after. Now, you know, one of my comedies, yeah, you know, that, that's the goal. But, you know, you, you you always want to leave them with something a little more, you know, let them think about something. Let it let, let them kind of process what really happened, you know, uh, you know, what happened afterwards. Um, and that's what I do, you know, you know, in a lot of my, you know, in a lot of the films that I that I do, it's just like, you know, you get to a point and then. Then I end it and it's like, well, God, did she die or did she make it or what happened? You know, or, 
you know, did, did, did they, did they make it out of there or did they get married? Did they break up? You know, what, what happened? It's like, you don't, I'm going to leave that up for oh, you. I get mad when I see those kind of cliffhanger. I'm like, what? That's it? <laughs> yeah, what? exactly. Are you kidding me? But here's the thing. You'll remember that. If you go, hey, did you remember? Did you ever see that movie? Say, oh my God. Yeah. I hated the ending because I, I couldn't figure out what happened. But you know what? Maybe that's what they wanted you to think. So. Interesting. You know, I mean, but every, everybody's different. There's people who you will write an ending and put it in there. And, you know, this is how it ends. And this is how I want it to end and, and so forth. And sometimes it, it, it needs to be there. But it's always kind of nice to leave the audience wanting a little bit more. So. Well, I like the cliffhanger knowing that there's going to be a part two. Yeah. Or maybe there won't That's be That's okay. Two. I can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, if the part two is done really, really well. I mean, if you go back and you look at sequels, how many sequels would you say? And I'm not talking about like, you know, like actual, like an actual sequel, not, not like a, you know, a chapter, you know, like Star Wars are so, they're so good because they're chapters throughout the film, you know, but like an actual sequel where it's just like. Twilight. Okay. You know, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Now, the one thing yeah. I did is I read both books. But then I noticed, you know, being in, in producing and directing, you know, films myself, I noticed that, wait a minute, because they're detailed in the books, but then when they get to the hotel, total different. I'm like, oh, they couldn't get the location to match what they're describing in the book. Yeah. You know, it's like so I had I I my... That. I had a couple of my students, they were arguing the other day in class because they were talking about greatest movies and they're throwing all this stuff. And I said, Rocky. And they're like, which one, coach? I said, just the first one. And one of my students like, yep, that's the best one. And one of my kids was like, no way, Rocky Four and Rocky Five, those were the two best. I go, no. I go, I said, have you seen the first one? He goes, never saw the first one. I said, you're jumping in on four and five. You got to go back and watch the original because that's the one that made all these other stories come to life. You know, and, um, you know, and Sylvester Stallone wrote that. Yes, he did. And he also and sold he his dog. And, that, and he lost his dog. Yes. And he finally so, got his dog back. And yep. and I believe it was one, one production company said, no, you're not going to play the role. And then he got it back and he goes, I'm going to play the role. And, and from there on, because his whole thing was, is he knew who Rocky was. He knew how he, it, you know, that's, that's a great thing. It's just like, you know, as a writer, you know what to expect from these characters. You know, it's like I like like we had a table read for this new film I'm writing, and I have a friend of mine, she's a phenomenal actress, and she read it and she read it good, but she wasn't reading it how I wrote it. So I had to go back and I had to go, nope, this is what I need, this is what I need. And she'd read it, I go, Nope. I said, I'm not trying to make you mad. I said, This is what I want from this character. And then when she finally got it, my God, she knocked it out of the ballpark. It was amazing. And she goes, I get it now. And I'm like, yeah, I said, you're, I said, you're her friend, but you're her friend who's going to come down on her. And I want you to come down on her and be that friend who's not afraid to go all out and, and, you know, chew her best friend out or, or be negative to her best friend or be mean to her best friend because she's trying to get a point across, you know, because when she first read it, it was just kind of just like, kind of, you know, so, 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 and I'm just like, no, I said, you're, you, she goes, until she finds said, you know, what, what is it that you want? I said, you're angry with her. I said, if you're angry at your best friend, you're going to go, hey, I'm really mad at you. Yeah, you're not my friend anymore. Yeah, it's more. No, 
Yeah, I mean, you've got, you've got to bring it. Like, what and are you thinking? What are you doing I, to yourself? Can you not just wake yourself up? Exactly. And, it, you know, it, you know it, it took several times. But when, like I said, when she got it, man, she knocked it out of the ballpark. And, and a friend of mine who's helping me produce the film, we looked at each other and he just kind of gave me a thumbs up. And I'm like, she knows what she's doing. She got it. So. Well, if you ever need an actress, hello, in any of your films. Okay, always open. righty. I'm actually I'm actually doing one about a, a girl. Um, it's called uh, Baloney. It's about a girl who walks into a supermarket and meets a nice guy as a butcher. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you got a sense of humor too. You it. have to have a sense of humor. <laughs> you can't. Here's the big thing, and you know, I, you know, I, I, you know, I tell everybody this, you know. Sense of humor is so important. And, you know, not only just to laugh, but if you can't laugh at yourself, I mean, there's times I crack myself up. My, I mean, my wife would be like, who are you talking to? I said, me. And she'll look at me and she'll just start laughing and I'll start laughing. And it's just like, and she's like, honey, I worry about you sometimes. I said, don't worry about me, honey. I'm fine. I'm just, I'm just having fun. I'm living life and I'm loving life. So. Well, you know what I do? I talk to myself too. So I let everybody know, hey, just to give you a heads up. Don't be alarmed. Yeah. If you hear me talking to myself, I'm getting the best damn advice. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Hundred percent. But you know, yeah. they, they say la they say laughter is the best the best medicine, and you know what? It really is. I mean, there's nothing like you know, laughing so hard where your jaw hurts and you got tears coming out your eyes, and it's just like you you know you just. I mean, I, I we we shot a film. Um, it was called A Date for Dad about a. Uh, a girl who was left by her mom and her father raised her till she was like 16. And um, dad basically lived by himself, you know, other than taking care of his daughter and his daughter and her best friend developed a, uh, got online and developed a dating app or a dating profile for her dad and had all these people come in and was like interviewing all this stuff. And it was a really cute film. But we had, I had a friend of mine who's, he, he's a comedic genius and I told him, I said, here's the script. I said, but for you characters, if you want to ad-lib anything, feel free. He came in and he ad-libbed and it was it was so funny and so hysterically funny. It's just like they had, we had to cut like five times. They're like going, John, we can hear you laughing in the kitchen. You can't, you know, I'm, whether I, you know, if I'm looking at it on a monitor or I'm, like, or I'm standing right there, they, you can't, I go, my, you know, and we we literally had to take cuts because it was just like, He's so talented and it was so funny that, you know, everybody's faces were hurting because they were laughing so hard. And, it, you know, you end the day with something like that. It's like, man, you, know, you come home and it's like, you know, even though you're tired and my wife's like, how was it? You were there late. I said, yeah. I said, but you know what? I said, you know, Jose was doing his thing and he had everybody busting out laughing. And it was just, it was just, I mean, who doesn't like to laugh, right? I mean, everybody loves to laugh. I, I could, I one of the actors that I admire, there's two that always seem to make me laugh. Jim Carrey and Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. Those two are just uh, Jim Carrey with Liar and then Ace Ventura when he's coming out of a rhino's ass. You yeah. know? <laughs> and then so talented. Williams. So oh my gosh, the RV with Robin Williams. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the great thing about, you know, Robin Williams, um, you know, he, he was, he was, it, it's like his, 
his ability to to be a character from comedy to to drama i mean he, he was he was just an amazing person you know and an outstanding actor you know and and, and we lost a great great actor and a great person and just um you know to see you know because you you look at him and you know like you know mork and mindy and then you look at him and you know dead poet society and and you know all these other films and it's just like he was i mean it was like anything he touched it was like gold mm-hmm. you know and it's you know, he, he was he was one of the greatest actors of you know of our time of my time you know and and um you know um it's it's just it's it's you know the the world misses him i know that we need more laughter especially now yeah, yeah we do yeah we do 100 percent. well i want to thank you john so much for joining me today and i hope this you know my intentions is somebody is educated or inspired you know and has moved absolutely. Into by absolutely. you know and I'm, we're just having real talk yeah no know? absolutely I love getting people's perspective and how certain things that, you know, can affect us and, you know, we can change that. Yeah. You know, and you gave good insight. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. I, I thank you for having me. I had an absolute, it was an absolute blast. Well, thank you. And I wish you the best of success and uh, please keep in touch. I left your website down there. So okay. you're going to, whenever you're, you know, you'll promote, your projects as they come out and and is released so everybody can just tune in to your website to check you know these upcoming projects that you have coming yeah, and there's actually uh, on the website um there's actually a micro short film that i'm really really proud of it's called my favorite song it's about six minutes that i shot with um one of my friends who's a phenomenal actress so um you know, if you get on there you want to check that out um, it's under like reels and stuff. So, um, yeah, just go to jdafilm.com and check it out. But again, I cannot thank you enough. I had a really, really great time. It was very, very nice meeting you. Thank you. And best of luck again. All right. Take care. Well, there you go. It's wake up with KC. You never know who I'm going to have on my show. So tune in for the next episode. <laughs>